Friends, we've been walking through the book of Acts and it has just been always oh, been a blessing. And we're in Acts chapter number three and we are we are we have been witnesses of this man who is now lame, but but in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. He is now made whole, made complete. He's up, he's walking around, and now Peter is speaking forth the gospel. He's laid it in the laps of his hearer. You denied the righteous one. You put him to death. God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this, but it's his name and his name alone that this man is standing before you healthy. And you can imagine... How those who were listening to this message of Peter, they were cut to the core. We know in Acts chapter 2, there was a deep conviction that came over the heart of the hearer when Peter spoke forth the gospel message. And friends, I'll just tell you today, let me remind you that it is not your job to save anybody. You can't. All you need to be faithful to do is share the message and let God speak to the heart. God is the one who convicts. God is the one who draws. God is the one who saves. And we look at the text today and we see that these individuals, they're under conviction. Peter is speaking to them. He's telling them exactly what they need to hear. The gospel and the Bible says in verse 17 that Peter says, and now. Brothers, notice he calls them brothers, not because they were already saved and in the family of God through the Lord Jesus Christ, but because of their, 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 their Hebrew descent. He, he says, brothers, I know that you did it in ignorance. He says, I know if you knew who he was, you wouldn't have done this. You did it in ignorance. You followed the crowd. You went the way of the world. You got peer pressured into yelling crucify. I know you did it in ignorance, just as your leaders did. But what God predicted through the mouth of all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer, he is fulfilled in this way. Now, friends, that's an amazing line. You know why? Let me remind you that three times in the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, he predicted his suffering and death. And all three times, the disciples, they didn't want anything to do with it. The idea of a suffering Messiah was so far beyond their capacity of understanding. They thought the Messiah was going to be a world ruler. He was going to be a military king. Nobody was going to be able to defeat him. He would be like David in his might, Solomon in his wisdom. He would have a kingdom that knew no end. He would be the richest man and have all the things of the world. This would be the guy that they were looking for. And Peter himself at one point had actually rebuked the Lord Jesus Christ when Jesus said he would suffer. Peter said, may it never be. Not on my watch. It's not happening. And Jesus had actually rebuked Peter for what he had said and said, get behind me, Satan. And so we think about this today. Now Peter, the very one who had at one time rebuked the Lord Jesus Christ for the idea of suffering is now saying God predicted this through all the prophets that his Messiah would suffer. Isn't that an amazing line? To think that, 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 that at one time Peter was so adamantly opposed to a suffering Messiah. Now he is proclaiming the suffering servant. He says, Jesus has fulfilled it in this way. He says, if you want to know who the suffering servant is, if you want to know who the suffering Messiah is, if you want to know the one who fulfills Isaiah 53 and Psalm 22, look no further than Jesus. 
Hey, he says, he says, just, just remember what happened in the streets of Jerusalem not too long ago, how we crucified this man. And this is God's way of reconciling the world to himself. Jesus is the Lamb of God. And just as Jesus, the name of Jesus has healed this man from his lameness. So now you can receive forgiveness of sins by the same name. Now you will remember in Mark chapter number two, there was a moment where they're at the home of Peter. And you'll remember that everybody's gathered in the house and the Bible tells us there's a man of the city who is lame. And his friends bring this man to the roof. They knock a hole in the roof. They lower him down by ropes in front of Jesus. Jesus looks at the man and he says to him these following words, your sins are forgiven. And everybody in the home, they begin to think to themselves, the Bible says, who is this man who says he forgives sins? Only God can forgive sins. And Jesus says, why are you saying this in your heart? Only God can forgive sins. But so you know that the Son of Man has the authority to forgive sins. I tell this man to pick up his mat and walk. And the man picked up his mat and he went home. The, the, the evidence that Jesus was able to forgive his sin was seen in the fact that the man got up and walked. And now here we are again. Another lame man is up and walking around. And Peter says, just like this man walked in the mighty name of Jesus. So if you have faith in this Jesus, what? Verse 17. You can be forgiven, he says. Verse 19. Repent and turn back that your sins may be wiped out, that seasons of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus, who has been appointed for you as the Messiah. Heaven must welcome him until the times of the restoration of all things which God spoke about by the mouth of his holy prophets from the beginning. Moses said... The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among the brothers. You must listen to him and everything that he will say to you. And everyone who will not listen to that prophet will be completely cut off from the people. In addition, all the prophets have spoken from Samuel and those after him. They've also announced these days, you are the sons of the prophets. And the covenant that God made with your ancestors saying to Abraham and all the families of the earth will be blessed through your offspring. God raised up his servant and sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your evil ways. Peter says you can actually be forgiven through the Lord Jesus Christ. Peter says he has suffered in your place. He's the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundations of the world. He has become your substitute. And just like this man was physically able to get up and walk at the mighty name of Jesus so you can be forgiven by him as well. As a matter of fact, Peter says, this is the one you've been looking for since Moses. Moses prophesied of him. 
Abraham looked forward to his day. Isaac and Jacob looked forward to his day. All the prophets spoke of him. And the one that you've looked for has now come. And if you want forgiveness of sins and you want to be reconciled to God, put your faith in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. And friends, that's my message to you this afternoon. Is that all the prophets from the beginning to the end of scriptures have testified to say this Jesus is the Savior you need. The Holy Spirit testifies and says this Jesus is the Savior you need. The church testifies this Jesus is the Savior you need. And I testify today this is the Savior you need. Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Won't you give your heart to him today? Won't you just lay your life down before him and say, Jesus, I've made a mess of it, but I believe with all of my heart that you can forgive me of my sins, reconcile me to a holy God. So I want to give you my life. Friends, that's the gospel message, a message of forgiveness and reconciliation. And that's the message I give to you today. The message that says Jesus wants to save you. And so friends, if you'd like to give your life to him, I encourage you to go to our website, flatcreekchurch.net. Let us know of your desire to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We would love to come alongside of you. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in today. I love you and God bless you. I'll see you next time on New Horizons. 